Welcome back, everybody, to GMs for Hire. My name's Will Paulson, alongside with the usual boys today, RJ Jamil and Matt Perry. And we are here to bring you the championship week here in the NFL playoffs. We've reached it to where two teams representing their conferences, and we've got our final matchups here. Two teams will go on to face in the Super Bowl out of these four, and we're going to jump into our analysis right now. But first, let's start on the AFC side of things. Obviously, a couple Bucks fans in the room are going to make you wait a little bit. So, AFC, we've got the one seed versus the two seed. On paper, exactly how it should end up. But uh, on the NFC side of things, we'll see it, it's not exactly like that. So uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will be hosting the Buffalo Bills in Arrowhead. And this game is honestly already sitting in a kind of weird spot. You know, right now, Buffalo's coming off of one of their most impressive games over the Baltimore Ravens, holding them to only three points. Their offense wasn't clicking as well as it should be, but their defense looked outstanding. Kansas City looked good against uh, against Cleveland, but then they also had Pat Mahomes go down. Obviously, this game's a little bit of an, in a weird spot. RJ, I'll start with you. What are you looking forward to in this game? Oh, points. A lot of them. A lot of points. Uh, this is exactly what we wanted. Uh, this is the AFC championship we deserve. This is the AFC championship everybody wanted. Everybody's going to love it. This is th- – this could be the biggest game of the year, obviously, or the best game of the year. Obviously, you hope the Super Bowl is the best. You want to end, you know, with a good taste in your mouth. I get that. But this right here, this could be the most exciting game that we get all year. You have two high-powered offenses, easily the two best offenses in the league, in my opinion. I know Tennessee and Green Bay have uh, really high-scoring offenses, but these two right here, this is going to be such a fun matchup. When you look at the young quarterbacks who are dynamic uh, through the pass and the run, you look at the receivers. Uh, I would throw Travis Kelsey in as a receiver for the Chiefs. This matchup is just everything that we wanted, and this is going to look like one of those old-school Big 12 college football games where the score could end up in the 40s as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy. Matt, we saw last games, uh, both for Buffalo and Kansas City, both defenses actually played pretty well. Honestly, the Kansas City defense did pretty well against the Cleveland Browns and obviously Buffalo only holding Lamar and company to three points. Uh, RJ's talking about a big offense. Do you think this game could go down as a defensive showing just from what you saw last week? Or do you think this is going to be just a gun show? Honestly, it depends who's starting at QB. Obviously, Josh Allen is going to be starting, but I do think that if Pat Mahomes isn't starting, then things could definitely go south for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's still not uh, set in stone whether or not Mahomes will play. He's dealing with the concussion, of course, and a knee injury. So really, we don't know yet. It's too early to tell. Um, But I I do agree with RJ that the scores could be high. I don't see it being a very defensive game. Jamil, I'll go to you. Uh, Give me a little bit of an X factor for both teams. Obviously, we know Pat Mahomes could be in or out. So if let's let's say hypothetically it is Chad Henney. Let's say hypothetically it will be him. And so give me the difference maker who it has to be for the Chiefs and give me an X factor for the Bills as well. Uh, For the Chiefs, you know, obviously we know about Pat Mahomes being Chad Henney, but uh, if Chad Henney has to play, I think a lot uh, rest on the the shoulders of the running backs for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Uh, obviously, you have Le'Veon Bell over there. Obviously, Clyde Edwards has been banged up, and you have Daryl Williams doing running the show over there. I think combined, the running back group is going to have to uh, put forth a better, a, a really good effort in this game if Pat Mahomes has a play. Obviously, if Pat Mahomes plays, then uh, I think the biggest X factor on the team is, is Travis Kelsey. He seems to be completely unguardable from any team that, that plays against him. Um, the the Bills are going to have Matt Milano lined up on him, their best pass coverage linebacker. They'll probably have both sa- both of their safeties on him as well. But uh, to me, that guy has to be the X factor for the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, or the running back, depending on if Chad Henney doesn't play. And then for the Bills on their side of the ball, obviously everybody knows about Stephon Diggs. But um, I'm looking at uh, two other guys in their offense. I'm looking at uh, John Brown, a very speedy receiver on the outside that that can that can challenge them vertically when Stephon Diggs is running shallow. And I like Gabe Davis. Uh, he was big against the Colts uh, for this team last week. He had a quiet game, but you know what? All eyes are on Stefan Diggs. Other guys have to step up. And I think if those two could step up, that'd be big for the Bills offense. Gabe Davis was looking pretty good last week against the Ravens, just being played in tight coverages. A couple opportunities fell a little bit short, and he was overshot on a couple ones too. Obviously, we both know that these these two teams probably have the biggest playability in the NFL whenever it comes down to it. But Let's talk about Pat Mahomes a little bit. Obviously, this is going to be a big difference maker in this game, whether he's going to be in or whether he's going to be out. But before we talk about Pat Mahomes, can we talk about Colin Coward's comments a little bit? Uh, Anybody who doesn't know, Colin Coward out here saying that the AFC championship game should be pushed back until Pat Mahomes is cleared to play. And this is such a crazy season. We've seen so many things happen in the regular season. I understand this is the playoffs. I understand that it's a much better matchup with Pat Mahomes in the game. But at the end of the day, we scheduled it for this day. Why are we trying to make special exceptions? You know, we didn't make special exceptions for anybody else. And so the floor is open for anybody who wants to kind of go after it. I know we were talking about it beforehand. Uh, just go nuts. You know, give us your opinion on, on Kyle and Coward's comments. Well, injuries are a part of football. Uh, that's something that is just always going to be there. It's part of every professional sport, really. Um, you can't start pushing games back just because a high-profile player got injured. Uh, in 2008, they didn't cancel the season because Tom Brady tore his ACL week one. Uh, I mean, come on. Like, I understand we've had some games get pushed back this year because of COVID, and that's an outside deal that, you know, is, is hopefully a one-time or a one-year deal. Uh, and, and we don't have to see things like that. We've seen games get moved for, you know, weather, uh, you know, trying to avoid hurricanes, stuff like that. You don't need to move a game just because a team's best player got hurt. Because if you want to do that, we can go back and we can start, you know, saying, oh, well, this game should be nullified from the records. Oh, this game doesn't count. That one doesn't count. Like, come on, stop it. I get it. Patrick Mahomes is the NFL's golden boy right now. That is the face of the league. But, you know, come on. Come on, Colin. What, what are we doing? Honestly, if if that's the case, we need to go run back that Rams and Packers game because obviously Aaron Donald wasn't 100%. Jared Goff yeah. wasn't 100%. So their, their key contributor on offense and their key contributor on defense aren't even hardly in the game. And now, you know, basically you're facing the best defense or at least one of the best defenses in the NFL in the Los Angeles Rams and the the best player on that team, probably the best defensive player on the planet is not there on every single reps. Definitely not 100%. Only had one assisted tackle in the whole game. And you mean to tell me everybody, all these Packers fans, I've seen them too, go all over social media. Oh, we took care of that number one defense. Stop it. Stop it right now because nobody is up to the caliber of Aaron Donald. 
And yeah, Aaron Donald was completely a non-factor in that game. Literally one assisted tackle. Didn't even pull it off by himself. His ribs were getting to him. And obviously being a competitor, you know, that sucks. But that's the face of the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. And we're not making a special exception for the Rams. And nobody's kind of nobody's crying about the Rams losing. Why is it such a big deal with Patrick Mahomes? I understand he is the guy in the NFL right now. But come on. I mean, this is ridiculous. The fact that I I don't think the NFL is going to do it. I think it'd be absolutely psycho if they did. But the fact that that somebody actually thought that, like the only people who should think that are Kansas City Chiefs fans. Be like, hey, we we should push this back a little bit. And I'd understand why you'd think that. But injuries are a part of the game. You know, like like you said, RJ, it's ridiculous. I, I just don't get how somebody could even think that way or even put their face to that comment on national television. Uh, it, it's just, it blew me away to even hear that, but oh well. We're, we're waiting to see exactly what Patrick Mahomes is up to with his injury. Obviously there's been reports that come out and say that uh, he wasn't in concussion protocol. There's it's a really here and there kind of thing. It's almost hearsay or he says, she says kind of thing because we've seen his, uh, his fiance come out and say that, that he's okay. We've seen him come out on Twitter and say he's fine, uh, that it was just a, a nerve damage or a nerve issue that he had. But honestly, like nerve damage is a lot to deal with as well. You know, it, it's not an easy injury to come back from. So obviously a big difference maker in that game, if he's in or out, we're waiting to see about that, but let's hop over to the other game. Let's talk about the NFC championship Big game here. We went from the youth movement in the AFC between two quarterbacks, 25 and 24, to two guys who are definitely on the tail end of their career. So let's just put it that way. Uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers as the Buccaneers will go on into Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. Look, RJ, weather's going to be a uh, – it's going to be a factor in this game. That's for sure. Not for Tom Brady. Let's get that out of the way. Tom Brady playing in New England for all those years. It, it, it's not going to be the same for him, but – uh, a lot of these Florida kids, you know, especially in Tampa, they, you know, they've played, they come from different backgrounds, but a lot of them haven't seen cold weather like that. H- how much do you think weather is going to play a factor in this one? Well, um, equipment guys get paid a lot of money to make sure you have the right cleats, make sure you can stay as warm as possible. But at the end of the day, if it's 25 degrees, that's messing with your head. Uh, it's the mental side of it. You mentioned Tom Brady. He played in New England for 20 years. Gronk played in New England for 10 years. Antonio Brown played in Pittsburgh. Chris Godwin went to Penn State. These are guys that have backgrounds of, you know, cold weather. The one guy that I would be a little nervous about is Mike Evans. That man is from Texas, went to college at Texas A&M, and was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That guy, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at every Bucks game from the last seven years, but I'll put money down that Mike Evans has never had to play in a game where the game time temperature was potentially 25 degrees because that's what, it, that's what the high is right now in Green Bay. Um, and also, there's a potential of snow. I don't remember the last time I saw a Bucks game in snow. Uh, I, I don't know the last time the Bucks played a snow game. So we do have guys that have been in cold weather and know how to play in this stuff. But really my, you know, X factor, if you want to call it that, is Mike Evans. Like, how are you going to react to this? I get it. You're a professional athlete. Can't let things like that get in the way. You got to be, you know, the man. If they call on you, you got you to perform. But that would be my guy that I, I want to keep an eye on him for this game. 
Matt, I'll turn it over to you. As of right now, Ronald Jones the, uh, is battling a little bit of a quad injury. Uh, it, he's another guy similar to Pat Mahomes. We don't know if he's going to be necessarily in or out. He's been battling injury all week. But that would leave the the main carrying into Leonard Fournette. Do you think Leonard Fournette has what it takes to get this done? Could he step in and come be that number one, even though he's been a backup, all basically uh, splitting time with Ronald Jones this year? Yeah, I mean, I think he has everything it takes to be a starting running back. I, I, I sometimes wish they'd give him more of a chance as the starting running back. We saw at LSU, I believe he was the starting running back and things went well, given this isn't, this isn't college, this is the big leagues. Uh, we really haven't seen him as a true starting running back. I know in Jacksonville, he was hurt a lot of times. So he didn't get a chance to um, for a consistent period. But if it's a one-game thing, uh, I definitely do think that Fournette has what it takes. I, I don't see why not. Um, I do see why Arians could prefer Jones in this situation, but if you've got to go with Fournette, then, then he's your best option. Jamil, last time these two teams faced off, I want to say week nine it was, uh, when the Bucks ended up hosting the Packers in Tampa Bay. And the, the, the Packers got off to an early lead, but the Bucks really put on the gas pedal in the second half of the game. Uh, 38-10 the final score, and then ended up just really popping Aaron Rodgers in the mouth. Five sacks all combined. And this week, it is a potential that the Bucks be getting back Vita Vea. Uh, talk a little bit about what the addition of Vita Vea means for this defense. Uh, Vita Vey is huge for this defense. Um, already, you know, it's been hard to run on this Bucks front seven. You put in Vita Vey next to Dominican, too. It's darn near impossible to really run on this team. And, on, you know, we've been talking about the weather. If it is going to snow, you know, you're going to want to run the football. And uh, the, the Packers have a good still of running backs over there, but I don't think they'll be able to penetrate the Bucks front seven the way they're going to want to. And, um, you know, you mentioned the first meeting. Uh, I think this game's going to be nothing like the first meeting. Uh, that You know, the Aaron Rodgers was not Aaron Rodgers that game. I expect a much better showing out of him. But also expect uh, the Bucks to play a complete game the way they've been playing the whole time. I think it's going to be a much closer game uh, than last time. I think I think it's going to look a lot different, and not just because of the weather. Fair enough. Uh, I'll leave it open. Uh, go ahead, Matt. I got a fun fact. Okay, oh, here we go, so, Maddie Stat. So the, the weather thing got me searching. I couldn't find the last Bucks snow game, but there is a significant game dating years and years back, December first, nineteen eighty-five. It's known as the Snow Bowl. Bucks versus Packers at Lambeau Field. The Packers used their home field advantage to win 21-0. This was the snowiest game in NFL history by the end of the game, 16 inches of snow on the field. I was back in the NFC Central days. Steve Young, at quarterback for the Bucs. Let's pray for the Bucs standpoint there's not 16 inches of snow. Who, who was playing quarterback for the Bucs? Hall of Famer Steve Young. Wow. Eight, I think he went 8 for 13 with a pick, if I read that right. Wow. So, not a Hall of Fame game, but the snow, that's pretty. You didn't have any Hall of Fame games as a book. Every time I hear about a lot of snow, I think about uh, the games in Buffalo. I remember there was like a Buffalo Colts game where they played through the snow and you would just see basically just snow shoot up as people were getting tackled. That was a couple years ago. Yeah, that yeah. was. It was a very recent game and it was very yeah. entertaining to watch. It was quite some fun time. Honestly, to see that in playoff football would be absolutely amazing, but for the Bucks' sake, I really don't want it. Uh, obviously, that'd be that'd be something where Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are going to thrive, but how are other players going to react as well? Uh, you know, the Packers probably see it almost every single year, so it's one of those to where you probably get more comfortable with it as time goes on. But uh, I got a question for the Bucks fans, RJ and Jamil. Last week, the Saints 
they 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 looked good, but there's one glaring issue, and that was, uh, or I should say, one glaring stat for the Bucks defense, and that's the fact that they held Michael Thomas to no catches, absolutely nothing. Michael Michael Thomas was an, uh, absolutely not a contributor. Obviously, Don't ask De- I think you're going to ask. Obviously, Devontae Adams. <laughs> Don't is, ask. What I think you're going to ask. No, I'm not going to ask. Are you going to shut him out? Thank I'm going to ask how. How well do you think they can ride that wave into trying to contain Devontae Adams? That do you oh, think okay. obviously, obviously it's not gonna be a zero catch day for Devontae Yeah, Adams. there's no way they're gonna shut down Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league at the second. Um they're not gonna stop him. The only thing that can help stop him is the snow. But um the the, the Packers are so good at scheming Devontae Adams open, they move him around a lot. Like you saw the touchdown against the the Rams, they're they're so good at the goal line, moving him around and getting him in perfect spots to score. They're they're better at throwing him the ball at the one yard than they are running the football. So the, he's just very hard to stop. So you're not going to stop him per se because they scheme him so well. But, um, if you can hold him to like a eight for seventy game, I mean that's something I'll take. Yeah, the first time the two teams played, I think Devontae's stat line was six for sixty yards. Uh, you know, six catches, 60 yards, something like that. If we get a game like that, uh, I mean, hey, yeah, the Bucks could the Bucks the perf- could bust That might as well open. be shutting them out. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks could bust it open if you're only holding Devontae to 60 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, that'd be huge. Uh, the big difference between Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams is a real wide receiver. Uh, he can actually run a route that's longer than 10 yards. And he has a quarterback that doesn't have broken ribs and a collapsed lung and is three years past his should-be retirement age. Um, no, th- this is nah, – no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Come on. Michael I Thomas mean, is a – yeah, Adams is the best route runner in the league. By, Michael by, Thomas by is a bona fide scrub. That guy – Cannot I don't think he's a good wide receiver. You didn't I'm see sorry. Oh, this dude catches five yard slants from a forty year old quarterback, and people think he's the best wide receiver in football. Like this guy's not that good. Are you kidding me? Like he would not be in my top five best receivers in the league. So congratulations, they mm-hmm. shut him out. I'm glad that clown gets to go home. Uh, but no, nah, Devontae Adams is a whole nother beast. I think I'd put him in top ten, but I don't know about top five. Top five is a little bit of a stretch for me, especially the way certain players are playing right now. Uh, obviously, Devontae Adams is right up there, though. He's definitely in a, one of the tops in the conversation for sure. And and the connection between him and Rodgers is ridiculous. I mean, it, it's absolutely nuts. But uh, since we're on the secondary topic, what about the other the other factors on that offense? Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, obviously more known for deep threats. You know, obvious, whenever it comes down to it, Devontae Adams is your go-to. It's your consistency. But we've seen Alan Lazard perform really well last week. I want to say six catches for 96. Uh, you know, they always talk about the the Packers not having uh, not having wide receivers and not having anybody outside of Devontae Adams. But whenever you're looking at it, their their wide receivers are honestly not playing that bad, and they've been good, especially deep down the field uh, outside of Devontae Adams. Uh, is is that a concern for you for both of you uh, gentlemen going forward, especially, or is it more of just the Aaron Rodgers concern more than anything? No, I'd say, you know, you have to be concerned a little bit for those guys. Look what happened last week. You know, the all talk was on Michael Thomas seven new yards, but Trey Quan Smith busted the team over for two touchdowns. So obviously, you know, when you're when you're focused on one player, as much as you're going to be focused on guys like Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams, obviously the secondary guys are going to get their looks and especially, you know, in the deep ball game. So now it's up to the corners, uh, the bigger guys, you know, Carlton Davis will probably match up with Devontae Adams a lot. So now you have Murphy buttoning and you have Dean, 
to guard these guys like Scantling and, and Lazar, and you got to just keep everything in front of you. You can't get beat deep in a game like this. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, we're talking about Alan Lazard, and we're talking about Marquez Valdez Scantling. Like, if one of those guys beats the Bucks and you know pops off for three touchdowns, and one of those guys is the reasons the Bucks don't make the Super Bowl, then they just don't deserve it. I mean, come on, you cannot let a guy like that beat you. I get it. All your efforts are going to be on Devontae Adams. So, in theory, that should open some things up for the other guys. But come on. I mean, <laughs> at some point, like, you know, come on. Just stop them. Like, these guys are not number one receivers on any team in the league. You cannot let a guy like Alan Lazard be the reason that you don't go play a home Super Bowl. All righty. Folks, we got to get to it, obviously. The biggest thing on the line here is the Super Bowl. The biggest thing, the winners of these games will go on to the ultimate, the ultimate game for the NFL. The biggest thing in NFL history. Some people have been there before, and well, I should say some people have been there before, and one quarterback hasn't. There, only one of these quarterbacks hasn't already been to a Super Bowl and won one as well. So, let's get right to it. Predictions for the Super Bowl. Let's get these games out of the way. AFC, then your NFC rep. RJ, I'll start with you. Who do you have from the AFC and who do you have from the NFC? Well, I would love, love to see the Buffalo Bills come to Tampa. I would love to see Bills Mafia here in Tampa. I want to party with those people, even though I'm going to be against their team. Uh, But, you know, my heart, obviously, I would love to see Buffalo but my head just says Patrick Mahomes is going to play that game. And Patrick Mahomes is not going to lose at home in the AFC championship game. I can't see it. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come back to Tampa for the second time this year. And I think they're going to play the same team again. I think it's going to be Chiefs and Bucks. Jamil, you mentioned Vita Vea coming back this week. That is absolutely huge. I didn't think that guy was going to play another snap this year. Hopefully he plays. Don't he's not. He's, he's not cleared yet. Obviously, he just returned if, to practice. Yeah, he's practicing, but I don't know how he's yeah. doing. Either. Yeah. He's yeah. removed from the injury list. He's his ankle. I was practicing. I know, hey, I don't know. But Big if boy, he's practicing, too. he can play. I don't care. He can play. So you make Green Bay be one dimensional. You take away the run. You make them throw it. If it snows, how are you going to throw? So I like the Bucks. I like the Chiefs, and I like an absolute shootout down here in Tampa in a couple weeks. All righty, Chiefs at Bucks. Bucks being able to go down to Tampa Bay and go play a Super Bowl in their own home stadium, which would be absolutely amazing. Uh, has that been done before? I don't think never, it has. Been. Never, never, ever, ever. never, never before. So we're going to see a first here in 2021. Who would have thought? Just add it to the 2020 repertoire. Just it might as well just add a first to something else here, too. So, uh, Matt, I'll turn it over to you, your AFC rep and your NFC rep. Starting with the AFC, I, I, I'm a cautious fellow, and I don't think that. Patrick Mahomes should play if he's not physically ready. I do understand that it's a big game, obviously the biggest of the season so far. They're going to need him. And therefore, if he plays, I do think they can beat the Bills. The Bills have been fantastic all season. Obviously, Allen and Diggs are one of the best dynamic duos in football right now. Uh, I love what I've seen from them all season. They've been very impressive. Um, And they're still on the younger side, which is nice because I do think we'll be seeing them a lot more often, uh, especially now that Brady's out of New England and that whole regime is over. I do think the Bills are the new AFC East Kings, at least for the near future. Uh, So we'll be seeing them again, as we will the Chiefs, that's guaranteed. 
I don't want Mahomes to face any long-term uh, injury uh, problems due to this. So if if he's not ready, I don't want them to play him. I do think they could get uh, they could get a victory with Chad Henney. I don't like the odds. So if Mahomes plays, I will go with the Chiefs. If he does not, I will go with the Bills. Fringe roundup, I guess I'll, I'll go with the Chiefs because I, I do think they are still overall the better team. Now for the NFC, uh, Bucks, Packers, Tom Brady is 13-2 and two in cold weather playoff games, which is very nice. Obviously, Rodgers is used to the Lambeau environment. He's been there his entire career. I do think the Bucks secondary, even though it's not the best, can limit um, Devontae Adams and the others well enough. Uh, I'm not super worried about the run game. They haven't been going to Aaron Jones as much as they should anyway. I don't think they'll start now. Um, and this Bucks team is – this is probably the best team that Brady's had in a couple of years. I know that the Patriots teams were good, but you put all this together – and Brady really has something special. I think he can work with that. So I do think I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for this. Chiefs Bucks. There you go. Chiefs Bucks so far unanimous. Jamil, we'll turn it over to you. Three for three, or do you have someone else? Uh, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, before the playoffs started, I predicted it would be Bills and Packers. I'm going to change half of that. I'm going to go with Bills and Bucks. And because of that, this is why. Um, the Chiefs are as good as they've been. They've been successful this season. If you watch them play, they played a lot of games that were close. And I think this Bills team matches up with this Chiefs team very well. Um, they can score with them, and they can play defense just as good as them to me. Tredavious White on the outside is arguably one of the best corners in the NFL, very underrated. Uh, the safety duo of, of Jordan Poyer and um, Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde. I don't know why I forgot his name. <laughs> They're running on all cylinders. They got Matt Milano back to be able to cover the middle. Uh, I think Travis Kessler will still eat him alive. But um, as a whole, I, I just really think this Bills team matches up with this Chiefs team. And I think they have what it takes to go in there and uh, beat them. When, few teams can get the ball last and go score on the Chiefs and win the game. And I think the Bills are one of the teams. And I think they're one of the teams that could potentially stop Pat Mahomes from making Pat Mahomes magic at the end. And on the other side, uh, I just think the Bucks are riding really, really hot right now. So are the Packers. I think they're. I think the Bills, Bucks, and Packers are three hottest teams in the league right now. But um, obviously, the Bucks beat them pretty bad in Tampa. I think they can do it again. I don't think it will be nearly as bad as that game. But I think they know how. To, I think they have what it takes to beat the Packers. And in a, in a game like this with the weather, I think the Bucks will be able to run the ball enough to win the game. Honestly, I'm right there with Jamil. Whenever I'm looking at it from the AFC side of things, Buffalo Bills are are one of the hottest teams right now, if not the hottest team. And the Kansas City Chiefs, like you said, Jamil, haven't had, they've been very susceptible recently. Honestly, they have, they've only lost that one game to the Chargers with their backups in. Uh, but ever since week eight, they, they haven't beat anybody by double digits since week eight. And that's concerning. You know, whenever you're looking at the Buffalo Bills team, this is a guy, this is a team who had their starters only play half of the game in week 17 and still won by 30. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. Even their backups came in and they did great things against a Miami defense, which we've praised on this, on that this team was playing for a playoff spot and they were contending for a playoff spot. They were playing for the last 17. season. And the Bills went out and dropped 56 on them. And half of that was with their backups. I mean, and this is a defense that we've credited so many times on GMs for hire. I mean, we've talked about Miami's defense holding it in because their quarterback situation was a mess this year. There was no telling what the hell was going on over there. But their defense really kept them competitive. And 
you know, whenever you look at that and the way that the Chiefs have been playing, I mean, to only drop 17 on the Falcons to keep it close with the uh, with other teams, you know, as you're looking at their roster uh, and their record and like their whole schedule overall, they kept it way too close with the Broncos. They kept it way too close with the Falcons. There's just some games in there that are way too concerning, especially uh, especially being later on. Yes, Kansas City is going to be there again one year. There definitely are. This team's locked up for quite some time for an extended period of time, at least the core guys. They're going to be back in no time. But this year, I think it's time for somebody different, at least for now. I think the Buffalo Bills have what it takes to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. I think I want to say right before the playoffs started, there's only one team in the AFC who could do it, and it's Buffalo. So now that they're here, I think I'm, I, I think they're going to show that. Uh, obviously, weather not going to be a factor in this game. Buffalo and Kansas City, it's in Kansas City. It's cold in Buffalo, too. So, you know, it, that's not going to be an issue. So I'm going to go with Buffalo on that one. And then for the NFC side of things, I have to go with the Buccaneers. At the end of the day, I can't pick against Tom Brady in the playoffs. There, there's just something about it. Drew Brees spent 15 years in the NFC, and, and Tom Brady winning this game last week against the Saints put them at the same total of NFC playoff wins in their career. And this is Tom Brady's first year in the NFC. That's ridiculous. Obviously, the six wins in the Super Bowl and then the two wins up to that. Drew Brees also only has eight NFC playoff wins over NFC teams. It's crazy to think about that. He's just absolutely phenomenal. He's a different guy whenever you get to the playoffs. I mean, the Bucs are playing on a different level than they have in the regular season. It's whenever you get to that point, and I think playing around somebody like Tom Brady really elevates the room. Uh, you, we saw the way that they played against the Saints. The defense played absolutely phenomenal. Devin White was all over the field. I mean, it was ridiculous the way he was playing. Potentially getting Vita Vea back would be absolutely massive for this team. They've got a lot to prove, and I think it'd be absolutely crazy to have a home team that is hosting the Super Bowl finally be in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go along with Jamil and saying Bills and Bucks. But that'll bring us to the end of our predictions for the Super Bowl and on championship weekend. So closing thoughts, we have a couple minutes to wrap it up. Any closing thoughts from anybody going into championship week? Matt, go ahead. No matter what happens, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. It doesn't matter if you win or lose, you still circle the wagons better than anybody. No matter what. Bills bucks in my veins. I need that in Tampa. I need to have some brewskis with RJ with some Buffalo fans. Let's uh, do it. Let's okay. do it. Me and RJ hey, need to Super go out the town. We need to find all the Bills fans. We're going to have some beers with the boys. Bro, you if, already know if the Bucks are in the Super Bowl, it's gonna be a party. I'm now. telling you now, I'm gonna sell body parts to try to get into that stadium. To can, get I, that can, I, can I ask one question from the both of you? What's up? If we get Bills Bucks, can Don't we get a video no, no. of some one of you going through a table? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Ours go to the table. Absolutely. Sign me up. We'll do That's it. Awesome. Absolutely. I record it. I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. If we get Bill's Bucks, Bucks, RJ's going through a table. This is going to be awesome. Write it down, baby. Write it down. I'll go with them. We'll vlog it. We'll get table crashes. We'll get shotguns. We'll get everyone. Hopefully, we'll we'll be drinking some beers. We'll be going through some tables. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. This is going to be awesome. Now I'm really (laughs) really really excited. 
<laughs> if I went for any other team, I would change my prediction for Bills Bucks just to see. Our- Honestly, I kind of want Bills Bucks now. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, Let's more Bills fun. Bucks. Let's do it. <laughs> That'd be absolutely amazing, and I can promise you that will be the outro uh, for our Super Bowl recap video. That's for sure. We will get that video on YouTube. That's going everywhere, and so hopefully that'll be fun to watch. So, uh, any other closing thoughts here as we're wrapping it up? Just one. Go Bucks. Go Bucks, baby. There you go. Obviously, the two Bucks fans in the room, obviously pretty excited. I'm sure this is crazy times for you guys, you know, the, especially in your lifetimes. This is Hard. one of the first. So, hey, yeah, waiting. the first one, the first one I was in like kindergarten. I don't really remember it. And now we almost waited since 2002 for this. Yeah. Crazy so, times in Tampa Bay. It's been a while. I'll tell you what, a World Series appearance, a Stanley Cup, and now a potential Super Bowl run. Ridiculous. There you go. Tell you what, great times in Tampa Bay. But until then, we'll get you guys in the next one. This has been GMs for Hire, and we'll see you guys on Super Bowl week. Take it easy.